Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you may be celebrating today and this week. It is currently Christmas Eve, December 24th, and I'm breaking down this Christmas Day slate. If any other information comes out, I was reading all the beat writer reports for the 10 teams playing on Christmas Day, and it pretty much seems like all the news that you see over my shoulder on the screen is the news that we have to look out for right now. Again, if anything quirky comes up that's major, you can check back to my Patreon where I have NBA projections and I will also be featuring uh, just some updates over there as opposed to any late injury news for the entire public. That being said, I do have exclusive content over on Patreon. Welcome here if you are new. My name is Sal Vetri. If you want to get that exclusive content on Christmas Day, I'm going to give out my projections totally free. All my projections totally free for the NBA and my player pools. All you have to do is follow me over on Instagram, and I will link up a story tomorrow morning, or even maybe later today, depending on when I get the projections done, and you can go over and you can get those projections. So follow me over on Instagram, Sal Vetri over there. It is linked up down below. You can get my NBA Christmas Day projections for DFS uh, for DraftKings, and they can be easily converted into FanDuel or fantasy draft so check that out speaking of fantasy draft linked up above you or pictured up above is fantasy draft they gave me another free roll they keep doing it i love fantasy draft the last week or two we got a new guy in charge helping me out over there giving us a ton of free rolls there are 25 prizes up for grabs totally free to enter the link will be down below it'll go over to my twitter because otherwise you get like banned if you put links now to gambling websites quote unquote dfs sites uh, so it'll go over my twitter if you're not following hit me with the follow real quick and but then also yeah enter that draft it's still or enter that fantasy draft contest i'm in there it's a 500 person field there's only about 50 people in and 25 people are going to get prizes so right now it's a 50 percent payout it won't stay like that more people will get in there but be sure to get in there it helps me out if you join but again it's totally free you're getting 25 um tickets or giving away again totally free to enter so check out fantasy draft that is going to be linked up down below as well as my instagram down below where you can go over and you can get my nba projections for free if you're interested in becoming a Patreon full-time and just want to do it for the month, I have NFL content, NBA, going to have PGA. You can check that out. I am an independent content creator. Excited to have you here for today, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. NBA basketball is special for me personally, but then also I made my first ever NBA DFS video last NBA season. Um, or last Christmas season on Christmas Day, early in the morning at like 6 a.m. In, in my car because there's so many people. So go check that out if you're interested. But uh, let's get into this now. Hit the subscribe button. I really do appreciate that. The goal would be to get to 17,500. So little Christmas gift if you can do that. Thank you so much. Starting with the injury news in Boston. Gordon Hayward is questionable with an ankle. He is actually expected to play, according to Brad Stevens. This would impact Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kemba Walker's overall upside. Marcus Smart originally uh, ruled not expected to play by um, Coach Stevens on Sunday. He then practiced on Monday, so we'll see if anything changes there. Keep an eye on Marcus Smart. It seems like Tatum is going to play. Marcus Smart questionable would impact Brad Wanamaker's minutes, Kemba Walker's assist percentage, and also steals rates. In Golden State, Glenn Robinson III missed Monday's game, which allowed Damian Lee to see a bigger bump in minutes and more shots as he has been seeing. Robinson more of a secondary option now from this team. Jordan Poole saw a little bit more run. No major news there in Golden State, aside from, you know, Steph Curry still not going to be playing out there. In the Clippers, Patrick Beverly is questionable. He's missed a couple of games now. This would impact Lou Williams' minutes. This would impact Derek Walton Jr.'s minutes. Mainly, Lou Williams would see a bigger bump here. Pat Bev at 5,100 is actually a nice play dealing with the scoring injury. No news yet on his expected status, but keep an eye on that. For the Lakers, both LeBron and AD are questionable. That is not what the NBA wants to see on Christmas Day, but LeBron has already said that he is expected to play, and so if sources close to LeBron, this would impact Rajon Rondo's overall assist percentage, point guard run, Anthony Davis, 
as well. And then Kyle Kuzma. Anthony Davis is questionable with an ankle. I would imagine that he's going to try and suit up here. He's been playing through these injuries all season long. This is somewhat of a new injury compared to his shoulder. This would impact LeBron if there's no AD. Kyle Kuzma, who's been on somewhat of a loose minutes limit in the low 20s to mid 20s. JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard, you'd have to have a lot of shares of both of those guys if Anthony Davis was to miss. That is probably the biggest news we're monitoring right now is this Anthony Davis news. It seems like LeBron should play AD. Eh, Really, truly questionable right now. And then just following up with some of the players who have been out, but if you are new to the NBA or you're a casual player who doesn't play as much, um, I'm going to help you out with the guys who are big, impactful news that have been out for maybe a couple games to weeks now. Uh, Starting with Eric Bledsoe, his fibula, George Hill, Dante DiVincenzo has been playing a ton of point guard DiVincenzo over George Hill right now. Those are the two main benefactories. Chris Middleton, who's been on still this minutes limit, but maybe with this game against Philly, only a one-point spread stays closer maybe get more Middleton. Matisse Thibel for the Philadelphia 76ers. No major news here. He's flat minimum. He's not involved that much. He was playing at times this year, 15, 10 minutes. Uh, Furkan Furkan Korkmaz will see a bump as well as Shaq Milton. So nothing really for DFS. And then Toronto, Pascal Siakam, big news here, is still out. Serge Ibaka, Ronda Hollis-Jefferson. OG Ananobi, Kyle Lowry, all these players see minutes bumps and usage and productivity bumps. Norman Powell out will just add even more minutes for OG Ananobi. Stabilized Fred Van Vliet around 40 minutes. Terrence Davis has been seeing some minutes as well. And finally, Marcus Gasol for Toronto is out again. Serge Ibaka, Chris Bouchard will fill, fill up those backup center minutes with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson also sneaking in there for a few. The biggest news, Anthony Davis tracked that. And then also some of these Boston players, they are key rotational pieces that will play 30 plus minutes each in Marcus Smart and Gordon Hayward. Let's go over to our target offense sheet here. I'll blow this up for you. Again, if you're still watching right now, I really do appreciate it. If you hit the subscribe button, if you're listening on the audio version, the podcast, hit that five-star rating review. It takes a couple seconds if this video helps you out at all. That is the biggest way to help this uh, channel grow, show some appreciation. I really do appreciate that. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Let's get this. So five games late today. That's interesting. The highest total that you're seeing is Houston. Uh, uh, Dwayne Wade tweeted something that you should have similar to the all-star game, have to win your spot onto these Christmas game slates because Christmas day slates, because they're so valuable. I kind of agree. Like I don't want to watch Golden State's G League team um, and the Santa Cruz Warriors and then watch the Pelicans who have lost what, like 13 out of their last 14 games against Denver who are 10 point spreads here. I don't want to watch these games. I get it. They didn't know that Steph Curry was going to get hurt or Clay Thompson was going to be out for the entire year um, when they started this season, but it's still just brutal to be watching. Starting in Toronto and Boston, uh, the lowest total on the slate, 214, two and a half point favorites for Boston, just shows you how good of a Toronto or how good of a team this Toronto team is with Pascal, probably their best player out. Marcus Gasol, one of their top five players out. Norman Powell, rotational piece, but still three of their top eight players out in this one in their rotation and they're still only two and a half point um, underdogs here this one starts at noon nothing really crazy from this we'll go into my early interest in a second um, but yeah I'm not too big on really either side in this they're, they're appropriately priced at this point we'll have to track Gordon Hayward and Marcus Smart the pace in this one is going to be the lowest projected pace of the day uh, per team pace statistics uh, you have not not great stuff here um, for these games. Slow pace. Boston will pull it down. Toronto plays around the league average. Boston plays below it. Two and a half point spread. Uh, you have Boston with a 108.25 team implied total. I'm okay getting to some Kemba. I'm okay getting to some Jason Tatum, but nothing really stands out. The bigs here still have a, will have a difficult matchup. Ibaka is fine down low. Nowhere near as difficult as if you did not, if you had Pascal Siakam there as well. So just middling small ownerships on the Boston guys. Toronto, you have to prioritize now at the high 8K range, right next to Russell Westbrook, a Kyle Lowry. I think it's fine. The guy's averaging close to 1.4 fantasy points per minute with no Siakam this year. 
his assist rate goes up, his drive rate goes up, his field goal percentage, everything, usage, point per minute, production of fantasy, everything goes up. I think that's fine. You're going to get a lot of minutes out of Abaka, who's now priced up. He seems okay, but not a priority. OG Ananobi, still at a nice price point. These secondary options seem more appealing outside of Lowry. Your Ronde Hollis Jefferson's, your OG Ananobis. The guys who are in the 5K range who are going to pick up somewhere. I mean, you saw Hollis Jefferson in the last one play 30 plus minutes and by a good margin. If you get that out of those types of players at 5K, I do think it's a nice spot, especially against Boston, who the center position has been weak this season. If anything, they're playing really small, not closing with centers for a lot of their games. Philadelphia and Milwaukee, man, we saw Giannis versus Joel Embiid, what, two or three times last year, not counting the playoffs in the regular season, and they were both going bonkers. I love this spot for Giannis. I love it. Yes, Philadelphia is fantastic on defense. This is a pace down spot for Milwaukee, huge pace up spot for Philly. But I love this spot for Giannis. It, it does not get much better than securing Giannis for 32 minutes in this one. It's Christmas Day. The game's going to stay close. A one-point spread. A 110.5 team implied total for Milwaukee, where they come in one-point underdogs. Giannis might play 35 minutes for the first time, I think, all year outside of overtime games. Giannis has been blowing teams out left and right. 11,300. I prefer Giannis over Harden up top. Giannis is my primary pay-up option. You have some nice options in the 9K range, maybe a little bit of a too-cheap LeBron James today. The defense is definitely difficult. They actually have Al Horford there, who's supposed to be the quote-unquote Giannis stopper. Not too sure anybody is outside of Kawhi like we saw last year. Um, But I think Giannis is fine in this spot. Uh, You're going to get a secure 32 minutes out of a guy averaging damn near two fantasy points per minute. I do like that. For the rest of Milwaukee, I'll take some shots on George Hill. You're probably getting 22 minutes or so, backing up Dante DiVincenzo at the point. Maybe he runs into 24 minutes. Dante DiVincenzo seems okay, not really a priority. He seems appropriately priced where he's at for his 25 to 26 minute role. So really it's just a lot of Giannis here for me. And then some middling interest as a cheap value type play in George Hill. On the Philadelphia side, Embiid's fine at 9,800. I prefer LeBron at 9,900 though. Uh, rest of Philadelphia seems appropriately priced for the matchup. Ben Simmons, you can t- talk me into in the low 8K range, um, but not really a priority. Al Horford, I don't want too much of. Tobias Harris at his price point for the matchup doesn't scream out and Josh Richardson just seems overpriced. So yeah, it's it's the big pieces here. It's Giannis, it's it's Embiid, and then it's George Hill. And George Hill just more of a value, not too much ownership for me right now. Embiid, eh, he's just kind of a guy that I'm going to get to, um, but probably have more LeBron, more Giannis in that upper tier, probably even more uh, Westbrook for a thousand or nine hundred dollars cheaper. Looking at some of these other games, Houston versus Golden State, D'Angelo Russell is too cheap, especially for this matchup where they're going to have a huge pace-up spot. Gaining four possessions is what I have for this in my projected pace model for Golden State. D'Angelo Russell's price point keeps dropping, even though his minutes are stabilizing slash increasing here. And it's just a good spot for a guy who's 7,400. Christmas Day, there's not, there's probably not a, another person in the league uh, compared to D'Angelo Russell that just wants to shoot a ton on Christmas Day. I have it right now for about 24 shot attempts for him at 7,400. It's one of the better mid-range options on the entire slate. Uh, Usage percentage is elite. Point per minute production is fine. All you need to do is get those 32 plus minutes out of him instead of the 28 to 29 like he sees here and there. Seems like you're getting more stability in the minutes. He's my favorite play from Golden State. And it's really not even close. After that, I do have interest in Alec Burks, but I do prefer a lot more of D'Angelo Russell, even for the price increase. Alec Burks continues to shoot. They just don't have too much depth. Glenn Robinson being out just secures Alec Burks minutes at the 30 minute range and gives him a bump maybe to 32 to fill some more space on the floor for Glenn Robinson's 16 backup minutes or if he was to start his 30 starting minutes. Alec Burks is a shooter. I want to take that in a spot where they're 10 point underdogs here, but they're still implied for a 109 team implied total because they're just going to have to keep up. So give me DeAndre Russell. Give me some Alec Burks. For the rest of the team, Willie Cauley-Sign still too cheap for value. I think he has to stay in this game, right? 
I think they're fine keeping Willie Cauley-Stein in, who seems to stable minutes, right? 28, 30 minutes over the last few games. It's staying around there, barring foul trouble. He's going to play, it seems, 28 to 30 minutes, and he's still in the 4K range. That's too cheap. I prioritize Golden State as, uh, right now, D'Angelo Russell, Willie Cauley-Stein, and Alec Burks. Really don't want no Draymond. Don't have any interest in any of the other guys. Houston side, yeah, you can get to Harden. I'm not going to have 0% Harden. I just prefer Giannis. If you told me if I was playing one lineup, should you start with Giannis or Harden? I don't think there's enough value to get to both. I would start with Giannis, better fantasy point per minute producer. Not going to play as many minutes as Harden. Harden probably goes in this one for 36 to 38. Uh, but if you tell me Giannis has a, the best chance on the season to play 35, yeah, I'm going to get to Giannis, especially if he, since he's cheaper better overall fantasy producer. Um, but Harden's fine if you did want to get to him. Maybe you're trying to game stack this one thinking that it captures the highest team total at 119 on the slate for Houston. 10 point favorites here. Slight pace down spot, but nothing crazy. I wouldn't think that you're crazy if you wanted to do that. I just prefer Westbrook. He's cheaper. He's easier to get to. You can play lineups where you get to Westbrook, who has the 60 plus point upside that Harden does, who has been very consistent getting you to the 50 point range and is now priced to get you to 45 points. I like that a lot. And then you or to get you to around 50 points, a little less 47 based on his price point. If you wanted to hit sort of quote unquote 5x value. So I think that's completely fine. Um, you could pair that with Giannis. Uh, so I like Westbrook the most. PJ Tucker is always an appealing value to me just because he's going to play 40 minutes in this game he's going to probably not be needed as much but i could see houston playing smaller just naturally it's hard for them to play intentionally smaller because they have to keep capella out there because they don't have much more Um, but i think you can see more times where you end up getting pj tucker all of his minutes at the five like he has been seeing as a backup there Um, i think tucker is fine in this one for value daniel house jr is way too cheap in the low 3k range look these guys aren't going to give you too much upside when westbrook and harden on your team we've seen that all season long but for a guy who's averaging close to 0.8 fantasy points per minute in daniel house jr I think it's a pretty nice spot for 30 minutes of play here in the 3K range as a nice value. One of my favorite values right now. Worst to, On his worst days, he'll get you around 18 to 22 points. On a decent shooting day where he's a little bit more active, he can push 30 plus fantasy points as we've seen. Same things can be said for Ben McLemore, although I prefer Daniel House. So I prioritize Houston myself today as, or for Christmas, uh, Russell West, give me Russell Westbrook, um, PJ Tucker, Daniel House Jr. Actually, you know, Russell Westbrook, Daniel House Jr. because of the price, Tucker, and then Harden, Capella. Lakers and Clippers should be a really fun game. I expect both Anthony Davis and LeBron to be out there. LeBron seems like he will play. LeBron's too cheap. Davis is too cheap too. I think you can get to both of them. I prefer LeBron a little bit more. 9,900 makes it slightly easier to work with, although they're right there in price point. It's scary that they're both dealing with injuries. That's why, again, I prefer Giannis over all of these pay-up options because I talked about why over Harden, and I think he's way better fantasy point per minute producer than uh, either LeBron or Anthony Davis, he also doesn't have competition like a LeBron or Anthony Davis does with each other, and he's not dealing with any of these injuries, at least that we don't know about. So uh, for the Lakers side of it, yeah, I think both of those guys are in play as they always are. If you're going to tell me that Rajon Rondo plays 25 plus minutes, I like him in the 4K range. I might even prioritize Rondo the most from this team just because he's the easiest to get to. So I like Rondo. Uh, I think Anthony Davis is completely fine. If you have no Pat Beverly, it gets even better for Rajon Rondo, in my opinion. I don't think he sees a ton of Pat Bev. Pat Bev, they might try and put on LeBron. That will not. That would be a crazy mismatch, but I imagine that they try and do it, if anything, at least to just try and get in the man's head. Although it seems like LeBron is a, just a mental alpha, if, if that's even a phrase. But yeah, I prioritize this team as probably still LeBron, then Rondo, then Anthony Davis. If you get no Anthony Davis for some reason, say tomorrow he's ruled out, whatever it might be, get a ton of both JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. It doesn't matter who starts. I would get a little bit more than one who starts, but I would get a ton. In If I played 100 lineups tomorrow, I think I would have 100 with at least one JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. I would set a rule to do that. 
Clipper side of the ball, Paul George is cheap. He hasn't been playing well, but he's played a two or three game sample. So I'll let a lot of people avoid him as his price point drops by like $500 to $1,000. He's still a guy who's averaging close to 1.25 to 1.3 fantasy points per minute. Yes, Kawhi has been a lot more productive when he's on the court next to Paul George. Kawhi is also $800 more expensive. Paul George is still taking shots. Um, I think that George is fine to get to here. I would prioritize George over Kawhi. I really don't have much interest in Kawhi. Uh, He's just, yeah, he's averaging close to 1.35, 1.4 fantasy points per minute with George on the court this year. That's a very good production, but he's priced right next to Westbrook, who's playing just as well, has a bigger ceiling on him, gets into the stats a little bit more, has probably a much easier matchup Westbrook against Golden State, if not the easiest on the entire slate as opposed to the Clippers, which is going to be a very nice, I would say, somewhat defensive battle. The total doesn't imply that, but more difficult to get your points on your said possessions. So um, yeah, I, I just don't get too much Kawhi in this one. The Clippers, if there's no Pat Bev, gives me some more interest in Lou Williams, but for the most part, it's Montrezl Harrell. His price point drops proactively, dynamically because of DraftKings pricing, a thousand plus dollars because of the matchup. Really difficult matchup for Harrell, but 5,500 for Harrell, who they're not going to be able to keep Zubak out there. They're just not. Anthony Davis, Javel McGee, Dwight Howard will just pummel over Zubak. Harrell's going to have to play 32 plus minutes in this one. I'm going to project him for 32. He's going to pop off my sheet for $5,500 price point. He's going to be projected for somewhere around 31 fantasy points for me, 30. That's going to be a very good value on the slate. One of my favorite plays uh, on the slate, favorite play from the Clippers. Denver and New Orleans closing it up. I'm not getting too much Jokic, which scares me. If the public's not getting there, I might force myself to get this some more. You saw Millsap return and play 28 minutes in the last game. I think he's safe. He's very cheap value in this one. I think that they can very easily go small, though. Derek Favors will continue to start at the five, played 30 minutes in the last one for the clip or for the Pelicans. Uh, but it's very scary because they have nobody else. They're going to put Brandon Ingram at the four or Kenrich Williams. It's an easy game to see Jeremy Grant playing 26 minutes and Paul Millsap going back to 22. So although Millsap's cheap and I like him, just came up a 28-minute game, if Jeremy Grant's not picking up any ownership, and I don't think he will, I'm going to naturally get more than the field on Jeremy Grant because I think this is a spot where they could play small. At the very worst, Jeremy Grant will play 20 minutes in this one. At his price point, he can get you there. I think there's a good chance he plays 24, 28 even, uh, and it depends on how they go. It seems like the Pelicans are a team where you can play very small against them, keep Millsap off the court. I'll take some of those chances. Murray's been very good as of late. In the 7K range, I think you can get to him. I don't prioritize him on this slate. He's a secondary interest, Jamal, but he's fine. Will Barton, same thing, 6,600, more of a secondary interest on this slate. He's fine in the mid-range. I think you can find some more ball-dominant guards in that range or even centers. So for Denver, I really just prioritize it as trying to figure out which one of those power forwards between Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap you want to play more of. If you're playing one lineup and you have a lot of great pieces in there and it's a chalky lineup, I would actually play Jeremy Grant um, over Paul Millsap to save some price and just to get a little bit different. On the New Orleans side, look, it's a tough matchup for all these guys. I really don't like any of them. Derek Favors stands out. He's still cheap. He played 30 minutes in the last one. His 27 to 29 minute limit was lifted, played 30 minutes. It's a very tough matchup. I understand that, but they're not going to put Jackson Hayes out there against Millsap and or mainly Jokic. They're not going to put Okafor out there for that either. They're going to keep Derek Favors out there just out of necessity for 30 minutes for his rebounding, for his slight defense. So Favors, barring any injury, should play 30 plus minutes. I like that at the price point. Regardless of that though, yeah, Brandon Ingram's a fine price point, price coming down, tough matchup again, but I think he's okay to get to. He's more of a secondary interest for me. I just prioritize other guys in that price range. Um, you're starting to get to the 8K range where you have a lot of ball-dominant guards. I like that a little bit more. Drew Holiday's kind of, kind of an afterthought on this matchup for me. Just a brutal spot against Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, even Will Barton. Not a great spot for any sort of guards. Lonzo still playing very good off the bench in a point-per-minute production the last two weeks, but you're still just getting 20 minutes out of Lonzo. That's not great. So from Denver and New Orleans, my biggest priority is Derek Favors, and then probably... Paul Millsap slash Jeremy Grant. 
Let's go over to my early interest. If you are still watching, I will post up now, link it up above a little pop-up that comes up. You can go over to Patreon, get my NBA projections um, or just my NFL tier. I do this as an independent content creator. So that is where my biggest uh, keep the lights on revenue comes from. Appreciate that if you want to support me over there. About 350 people doing so uh, right now. So thank you so much to all the patrons. Hope you have a great holiday. And again, be sure to check out Fantasy Draft's free contest linked up down below. Totally free to enter. It is linked up down below to my Twitter. Hit me with a follow once you get over there. Check that out. Thank you. Lastly, 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 over on Instagram, I'll post a story on Christmas morning or the night of the eve. So make sure that you get a 24-hour look at it. Um, I will post a story with where you can find my NBA projections for free on Christmas Day, my gift to you. All I ask for in return is an Instagram follow, uh, maybe a, a little YouTube subscribe if you are not yet. Hit the notification bell. Thank you all so much. My early interest, I put 20 on this list. On a five-game slate, I'll probably have about 30 to 35 players in a player pool, closer to 35, depending on value, I would imagine. So Giannis at the top, I pretty harped on it right now. I've harped on it a lot. He's my favorite payup option. I hope that the matchup against Philadelphia keeps people off of him. Yeah, it'll be difficult, but you're also going to get naturally four to five to six more minutes than you normally do at Giannis because this game's not going to blow up. The guy averages 31.1 minutes per game. And in those 31 minutes, he averages over 61 fantasy points per game. He's averaging 1.9 fantasy points per minute. Imagine if the guy gets 35 minutes in this one. I don't think the matchup drops down his fantasy point production all that much, especially if he did what he did the other night against the Lakers in terms of hitting five threes. I don't think he does that again, but he's been very good from three-point range, not just in that game. Give me Giannis here, small forward power, forward eligible. Love it favorite payup option. LeBron, I expect to play. There are concerns with one, the matchup and two, the fact that yeah, he's might be dealing with an injury. You remember last year he got injured on Christmas day. I don't prioritize LeBron as much, but I do like him a little bit more over AD uh, in this matchup. I'll go with LeBron more. Russell Westbrook, love him at 8,900. It's a great price point for the matchup. Russell Westbrook might be one of my highest owned players in the slate just because he's so cheap to get to. I thought he was 9,800 earlier. He is 8,900. I was right on that. If the guy gets you 45 fantasy points, it's a great spot for you. He's averaging 48 on the season, but now he gets to face one of the worst, if not the worst defense in the entire league against guards. He's playing 35 minutes a game, 33% usage. He's up there in his assist percentage for 30 plus. His rebounding rate is, is as elite as it gets for a guard. Russell Westbrook here, and I have the guy probably going to project out for close to 50 fantasy points. Yeah, I like him a lot. Kyle Lowry, the only reason I don't get to more Kyle Lowry is, one, the matchup is brutal, especially if Marcus Smart returns after practicing Monday, but two, he's $400 less than Russell Westbrook. I can confidently feel 50 points from Russell Westbrook in this matchup. Lowry, based on the usage in the fantasy point per minute production without Siakam, He's been balling. 50-point game, 60-point game. I can easily see another 50-point game from Lowry. But factoring in the close price point, factoring in the, the tough matchup, I'll get to a little bit less Lowry, although I like him. This next range of these two players is difficult for me because I like a lot of guys below them and right above them. Paul George at 7,900 and Brandon Ingram at 7,700. They profile out very similar for me. You put them both at small forward, Brandon Ingram power forward eligible, but I would recommend putting him at small forward. Power forward score more points, so you want to get as many in your lineups as you can. He has a usage rate of 29. That's elite. It's a 30 if you look at cleaning the glass. He's playing 34 minutes a game, but the matchup is difficult. T7700. He always goes low on though, so that's the one thing I'll say. Brandon Ingram always ends up being like five to ten percent on. On a five game slate, it'll probably be like ten to fifteen percent on. But he's a guy who has a consistent 40 point production. He's averaging 42.8 fantasy points per game this year. And he has the very easy 50-point game in his back pocket if he can get on the boards a little bit more, get a decent-sized double-double with some points as well. Um, yeah, Brandon Ingram is a guy who will go low on. So if you're playing a lot of lineups, I would leverage it a little bit, get some Brandon Ingram. If you're playing like one to two to three, I don't think you have to do that. D'Andre Russell, probably my favorite play in the 7K range. Might be my favorite play in the 7 and 6K range, actually. He's just way too cheap here. He's been playing nice minutes as of late. I'm going to project him for 32 and see what I get there. His usage rate is 33%. Assist percentage is great. And the big thing, he's going to shoot 24 to 28 times, and he's going to shoot probably 10 threes in this one. And if he's shooting half decent, he's going to blow a $7,400 price tag right out of the water. 
Jalen Brown at 6,800. He's the one Boston guy that I like. Now, Gordon Hayward's return, expected to play once again. That does hurt Jalen Brown a good amount. If Jalen Brown, or if you see Gordon Hayward and Marcus Smart return, well then Jalen Brown probably reserts back to the bench. So I would not be playing Jalen Brown if indeed Marcus Smart and Gordon Hayward return. Uh, he, I should put him in yellow here for the people looking on the YouTube video. I'll put him in yellow there right now. Uh, Derek Favors at 5,700, just too cheap. He'll play 30 minutes in a tough matchup, but in 30 minutes at over a fantasy point per minute production, he has a 16% usage rate, which is pretty good for a center. It's great rebounding rate, nice blocks and steals upside for a center. So Derek Favors 5,700. I'm probably going to have him project close to 28 to 30 fantasy points, even given the matchup. That's pretty good uh, for a power forward center eligible player. Alec Burks, again, I do prefer D'Angelo Russell, even for the price bump here, but put him at shooting guard. He's a guy who's going to shoot 15 times at minimum. Alec Burks in this one has 20 shot upside playing 30 minutes a game as of late, and he has a really nice usage rate of 23% on this team. That's good to see. Montrezl Harrell is uh, Montrezl Harrell. He's reduced his price point by 1,100 since his last game, a thousand from where his season average and price has been. He's priced, I don't know, a thousand dollars less, or at least yeah, a thousand dollars less than his average fantasy point per uh, fantasy point production. So I really don't think that the Lakers matchup is going to limit his fantasy points by 10 fantasy points in this one. So 5,500 is just too much of a correction. 6,000, I would have said, okay, that's fair. This guy's going to project out for 30 to 32 fantasy points, I imagine, for most people. He's going to play 30 plus minutes, if not more, like 32 to 34, because they just can't keep Zubak on the court against this Lakers team. They will bully him off the court in a matter of seconds. Harrell can actually keep his ground. I like Harrell at 5,500. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, tough to get to because Harrell's price point right next to him and favors. Hollis Jefferson, small forward eligible for a guy who will play a lot of power forward tonight. Um, It's concerning, though, because he could play 38 minutes like you saw the last game, or he can play 20 minutes depending on how the game is going. And what they tend to do here, Boston is a difficult matchup for Hollis Jefferson. So Hollis Jefferson is on here. I'm going to put him in yellow as well because I don't want to prioritize him because I like Favors and Harrell a lot more for forward and center players next to him. Rajon Rondo, 4,700. If LeBron returns, I think Rondo plays a minimum of 24 minutes with the upside of 28 to 30 minutes. Um, more times than not, you see about 25, 26 out of him in the matchup against the Clippers. If there's no Pat Bev, it's much better. 4,700 though, a lot has to go wrong for it to hurt you. Again, he's up there in the elite rebounding rates for a guard, 20 plus percent usage, 20 plus percent assists. He's doing all those things that you really like to see. He gets to the line a lot, $4,700. It's fine when you're looking for value on this slate. Paul Millsap, I am a little bit concerned about because they can easily play slow here. He's playing 25 minutes a game, played 28 in the last one. All that looks great. It really makes me want to get to a $4,600 Millsap with decent volume. But again, you've seen it a lot this year when they play smaller teams like the Pelicans, they will easily, well, the Pelicans have a lot of centers, but not a lot of power forwards. I mean, Brendan Ingram is playing power forward. It's really easy for them to go to Jeremy Grant, who profiles out a little bit nicer to defend like a Brandon Ingram, right? Come out to the three-point line. So I'm a little bit worried. You might actually see 25, 26 minutes of or of um, Jeremy Grant and less Paul Millsap. So I would get a little bit of both of those guys. Maybe if you want to get really risky, a lot more Grant. PJ Tucker, 4,400, going to play 38 to 40 minutes. Terrible usage rate of 9.5, but you know what you get out of him. Some rebounding rate increases when he's backing up Clint Capella at the five. uh, And then you get a couple of three-pointers a game. Should be a nice total, highest total on the slate. He's okay. George Hill, probably don't get a ton of him. He's going to play 20 to 24 minutes, probably 22 more times than not, backing up Dante DiVincenzo at the point. It is a brutal matchup for George Hill at 4,300. The only reason I have interest is because of the price point. Willie Cauley Stein at 4,200, probably one of the better pure values in the slate. The problem is he's center eligible, so it's really hard to prioritize him. The good news is a lot of the centers on the slate have power forward eligibility, whether whether it's all the way at the top at Anthony Davis, whether it's the Mantras Harrell to um, 
Montrez Harrell to the, where's the other guy? Derek Favors range, right? If you want to pay all the way up for your Jokic's, your Embiid's, yeah, they're going to be only center eligible. So it depends on how you build your lineup. If you can get to a lot of Willie Cauley Stein, Kyle Kuzma, check if he's still in a minutes limit. They said 20 in the last game. Then he ends up playing 22. He's only 3,900. If you got 25 minutes or so out of Kuzma, it's not going to be great usage. He's been 22% off the bench so far, um, but it's okay for that price point. And then Daniel House Jr., just too cheap. The guy's going to play 30 minutes. I have him for 30 right now bad usage rate, decent rebounding numbers, bad assist rate. Um, but he's $3,600. A lot has to go wrong for that to hurt you. And he's going to play 30 minutes. If he goes out there and scores 20 points at 3,600, that is a smash play for you. So go ahead and get that on a five game sleep. So thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button before you go. Let me know down in the comments if you still listened. Who is your favorite play in the 6K range today? Again, a couple of things. Housekeeping. Head over to my Instagram. Follow me there. I will post a Snapchat or I post a Instagram story to where you can get my NBA projections. And then also head over to Twitter, where the link will be down below to the Fantasy Draft free roll contest, free to enter, 25 prizes to give away. Hit me with a follow while you're over there, right? In the spirit of giving. And then also enter the contest. It's totally free to enter. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. You can check out my Patreon linked up down below if you want to support my channel and my content. And also hit that subscribe button on the audio version, the five-star review over there. Leave something nice about the show if you enjoyed this. And hit the subscribe button on YouTube if you can take the extra couple of seconds for the Christmas spirit of the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you all. Peace out and win some money on Christmas. See you, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.